Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is The Daniel Baldwin Show. A woman on the I got no point. You forgot I the point. I was daydreaming, dude. You were daydreaming? I literally was zoned I, out. I, I make Paulie the Mole point at me because he's running the board, and he has to give me the point to know when I'm coming out. I'm an actor. I'm an action actor. Mm-hmm. Joshy, Josh, what do you got with us? Oh, what don't I got, man? We're hanging. <laughs> we're doing all the things. Of course, you can get involved. Text line 288-0644, 315-288-0644, and the phones are always open. ESPN Syracuse, that is for ESPN 44. So we had an exciting morning here. Um, you know, I've been subbing in for Gomez and Lisa on their show in the morning. And Josh, of course, has his K-Rock show in the morning. I got to tell you, sometimes when, when we're on break and yeah. you're not, I, 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 I peek. I, I sit there and I watch you. Oh, how nice. I do. Like you peer through the window? and I do, like a peeping Tom, actually. Fine. I'm fine with it. I do. It's I, well, kind of a fetish of mine. It's not, I'm fine yeah, with it's, it. And it's not an attraction thing. <laughs> Um, but but I am there and I'm listening. You guys have a ball in there. We have a good time. It's good to have fun. We have fun in here. It's good to have fun in this. You thing. do. You guys have a good time. But you know, is something... this fun? Not when you're here. Wow. <laughs> Why you gotta have the one guy Eeyore over here that brings here. us down? The I mole. Have fun. I love radio. Listen, I had Salzone for a week. Oh, that's gotta be brutal. I had Salzone for a week, and the interesting thing about having Joe. As you really never know, life is, is a box of chocolates. Now, most of the chocolates are rotten and sour. Mm-hmm. Um, but then every once in a while, he comes in. The first day, he came and he was fired up. Yeah. He was fired. He was, he was, he was great. He was poignant. He had, you know, it was a whole new job. Mm-hmm. Now, Jacqueline, my niece, did the show with me, and she showed up with a, a Dunkin' Donuts breakfast, breakfast sandwich mm-hmm. for Joe, which as soon as he consumed any of the sandwich, he got in a much better mood. But he would let it sit there and torture us and be negative nanny, negative yeah. Nancy the entire time. Uh, it was, uh, it was, always, it was, la- it was laborious. Leave the emotions at the door. I don't yeah, care man, what's do going the show. On. Do, do the, the show. show. I don't care what's going on. Take it for the on. team. Do the show. I've worked to people like that who just bring in a lot of emotion. I go, Ooh. Stop, knock it off. Ooh, I hate rough. you too. I come in here and I put on a smile and oh. I do the show. All right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I get through it. So I have to tell you that a, uh, uh, while we're checking social media and trying to stay topical on the show, um, a tweet comes out this morning from the White House, from President Trump, uh, and he he smack talks on my brother Alec. Yeah. Uh, he writes in this. Did you have the tweet? Uh, I can bring it up. It's uh, uh, Yeah. So, so we're going to read you the tweet uh, really quickly uh, so you can get the setup here. Uh, and then tell you something that was, I mean, mind-boggling that occurred here. It says... Here we go. Initially, he initially called him Alex Baldwin, and then he deleted <laughs> that. Right. And uh, and misspelled the word dying. Alec Baldwin, whose dying, mediocre career was saved by his terrible impersonation of me on SNL, now says paying, playing me was agony. Alec, it was agony for those of us who were forced to watch... Bring back Daryl Hammond, funnier and a far greater talent. <laughs> okay, so, so that's the president of the United States, uh, and suddenly the phone rings, and this happens. I think we have a caller. Caller, are you there? Yes, yes, I'm here. <laughs> Is that you, Mr. I'm president? In. I'm in the West Wing right now, having a gigantic piece of chocolate cake. <laughs> 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 Mr. President, you have cake in front of me. It's the size of the United Nations. 
<laughs> so, Mr. President, I'm going to read back to you this uh, very troubling tweet that you've written about my brother. Alec Baldwin, whose dying mediocre career was saved by his terrible impersonation of me on SNL, now says playing me was agony. Alec, it was agony for those who were forced to watch. Bring back Daryl Hammond, funnier and far greater talent. Mr. President, why would you take this attack on my brother and his impersonation of you? First of all, everybody knows that Stephen Baldwin is the best Baldwin, okay? Number one, <laughs> far ahead. Stephen Baldwin is a great American who gets it, okay? He gets it. <laughs> Whereas number two is Daniel Baldwin. I'm, I'm so grateful to you for having me on the air. Fantastic. <laughs> Billy Baldwin and the commie lefty pinko Baldwin. Democratic <laughs> <laughs> tradition. And then Alec Baldwin is like, he might as well just be like Che Guevara, okay? He's like a third world communist, okay? Mr. President, you take a lot of time on social media. Aren't there other affairs of state that, that require your attention when you take so much time? To, is this a distraction to you? You seem to be hey, addicted. Hey, okay, let me just say this. Okay, I got this. Okay, I got this. Okay, <laughs> I'm the president. I won. Okay, I'm a multitasker. I've always been. I've always done a lot of things. I've always had five or six girlfriends at the same time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can handle a lot, okay? I always put a lot on my plate. I can always handle it. Well, now, ironically, Mr. President, on the other line, joining us in the conversation is my brother, Alec Baldwin. Uh, uh, Xander, are you there? Yeah, hey, how you doing, man? Hey, man. We've, we've got the president on the phone right now, and uh, he's written this terrifying tweet about you, about being a mediocre actor and that your impersonation is not that great. Uh, you know, I have to say, Mr. President, I don't agree. I think he does an amazing impersonation of you, and I think that it has gained a lot of talent and awards for, for my brother. Why are you so obsessed with what my brother is doing, sir? Okay, first of all, Daniel, now you've gone down the list. Okay, you're down there in the bottom with Alec and Billy. Okay, <laughs> you were number two, now you're number seven out of four, Okay, which is hard to believe, but do the math, it really works. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Xander, do you have any response to the president's uh, attack on you today? Well, if, if impersonating Trump and, 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 and uh, uh, doing it you know, by the seat of our pants here on SNL these last several months is the definition of mediocrity, then I'll take it. Okay, we're, we're, we're doing our civic duty and uh, you know, we're doing the best we can with what we have. I mean, here we have this guy who is... Uh, Probably the greatest presidential impersonator we've ever seen in history. And, uh, but we're just trying to make it work on a live TV show on Saturday nights. And I'm sorry that the president doesn't appreciate or have a sense of humor about it. But one thing I would hope he would do is tell his wife to stop calling me for tickets to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I've often said in reference to this, uh, and this thing gets fired out this morning on Twitter. I had such a hard time and struggled with the fact, could he be that stupid? You know, that he would he would do and engage people the way he does. And and I got I gotta say, I know people around him for this first year have said, please put that phone down. And you know, the the more old school Republicans that don't relate to what he's doing. And now I've come up with the conclusion that that he's Harry Houdini. That he, he's a master at getting you to look over here by using this social media outlet while God knows what else he's probably really doing while we're paying attention to walls being built and, and tweets that he's putting out. Are we falling into the game that he wants? People have analyzed that to death about his chaos strategy and he's a genius because he keeps everybody off their toes. And, and all I care about now is how people can take care of their families. How do they pay for their families? To be 
uh, you know, struggling to make ends meet if you're a mother or a father and to pay for things for your children. That, that's really all I care about in, in, in our society. And one thing that's helpful is if you think the president has some empathy for what you're going through. And there have been wealthy men who've been president before. Kennedy was wealthy. Bush, both Bushes were wealthy. We've had wealthy men in this position before. Uh, but they had some degree of empathy that is just, you know, it's just, it's just numbing to me that that's missing to the degree, to the degree that it is. It's just numbing that it's missing to the degree that it is. Yeah. Can I have my rebuttal, by the way? Can I have my rebuttal? Yeah, Mr. President, you've heard the words about empathy and being wealthy and, uh, and being maybe um, in touch a little bit more with those who are not of the elite socioeconomically in this country. And you seem to, uh, according to Alec Baldwin, you seem to be out of touch with these people. Is there anything you want to say to them, sir? Every time Babe Ruth would stand up and he would point to the fences and say, I'm going to hit this one for little Timmy. Some kid was sick. I'm going to swing a home run for some kid who's dying of some terrible disease. I do the same thing. When I tee off at Mar-a-Lago, I go to my resort country club and I play golf. And as soon as I step up to the first tee, I sit there and say, I'm going to swing this drive. I'm going to hit this drive for little Timmy. I don't know little Timmy. I've never met little Timmy. I don't know what little Timmy's challenges are. But I just say that as a mantra in my own mind because I am empathetic. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm one of the most empathetic people that I know. Okay. I'm sorry, sir. Did you say you're one of the most pathetic people you know? I'm one of the most. Uh, Daniel Baldwin, now you've gone down to number 29 <laughs> out of four, okay? Now you're 29 out of four. Your, your surliness, your rudeness, okay? You're very rude. You're very rude, okay? I've got to run because i got to tee off time. I'm late. I'm, I'm, I'm choppering over to the course right now. I'm going to go play some golf. Clear my mind so I can do great things to make America great again. Thank you very much, Daniel Baldwin, number 29 on a list of four. <laughs> Make America great again. MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. Goodbye. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Alec. Thank you also. Wow. Uh, that was, it was, uh, that it was, was this morning's phone call. If you're just tuning in, uh, the great, well, Alec Baldwin, and then apparently President Trump as well calling President in. Trump and Alec in a debate on the, uh, on the morning show. We will probably invite them back to talk about Syracuse's chances of getting into the NCAA tournament this year. Donald Trump thinks they're a shoo-in to go to the Final Four. Mm. My brother Alec does not think they're going to get to the tournament. That just made me think of something. Obama used to do the NCAA tournament bracket every year. You think Trump will do that? He didn't do it last... Yeah, I think that's over. I don't think he does that anymore. Yeah, I don't think he does that anymore. You know, he was known, too, in the beginning of his administration for having people over and playing in the White House gym. He played basketball. Supposedly he fancied himself as some... Some stroker from downtown or something. But, uh, ooh, ooh. I'm not buying it. No. I'm not buying it. I'll take Obama down. <laughs> well, was it only Obama that did the brackets? Or it was like a presidential tradition. I, I don't remember. He spelled Syracuse wrong, though. Yeah, did he happen. really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, did he spell it like without a Y? I don't recall. And but he Biden did. went here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like his vice wow. president. His vice president. No. It's, yeah, it's should like, we read this guy's resume or just make him vice president? <laughs> I'm not sure. He's I'm good. sure we should do about that. So this call went smoothly this morning for you. Well, the the call went smoothly this morning, and it has generated a tremendous amount of attention uh, on social media. It's got uh, you know like a few hundred thousand hits or something already. And, so. and I can probably con- I haven't spoken directly to the great one, Ed Levine, but I would imagine his trousers are quite tight over this kind of press. He likes that. <laughs> he uh, he likes when his radio stations get attention. There's a description I would not have made myself, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't know him as well as you do. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, you know I, I got to tell you, and for people. 
uh, that don't know this, next week we are going to, uh, we're not going to be on Monday because Paulie and I will be driving down to cover the ACC tournament. Now, we want to put it out there via text for anybody. Paulie and I think we need to Facebook Live our trip. Yeah. We should put that on and get that going out. Uh, we, Absolutely. We, oh, I can give you the apparatus to, to attach it to the dash. I can hook you up, man. Oh, really? Oh. How long does that take? Because I'll go grab. I'm going to rent. Ed Levine does not realize that I rented a truck. <laughs> uh, that, 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 You'll that, be submitting uh, your expenses for that yeah, truck? Yeah, yeah, I've got a couple expenses. I, gotta, I also want to figure out, too, uh, oh, does boy. this go through the great one? Does this go through Ed Levine? Or does this go through Mimi? That if we're we're not going to be on on mm. Monday because we're driving down, do we not get paid for doing a show on Monday? I think that's a you yeah. question oh, to the great yeah, one. You I know what I just. Got. I don't think you should be paid at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think that whatever Mr. Levine decides yeah, is the correct. I, I'm in favor of whatever it says. <laughs> just working here alone mean, uh, is a, a great experience. It is. <laughs> I would pay to work here. So I'm excited we should well hit spots and come back, but I'm excited for next week. I won't be there. I'll be in here. But you do you have any guys anything special planned? He 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 does. He has more pull than anybody. Josh doesn't he? He's going to be here. He doesn't have to go. I got a man. You know what's going you know to be great? He's not even going to be here. He's going to do it out of his house. Oh, yeah. He's going to get done with the morning. That's right. Exactly. He's going to be done with the morning show. He's going to go home. He's going to be on his couch. His wife is beating him with a stick. Oh, You're yeah. on air in two minutes. That's fine. Yeah. We got to hope Syracuse wins in BC loses tomorrow so we get the seven o'clock game so i can actually do the show with you down now there. i'm gonna cry foul about this uh, uh, this is such nonsense with how he tries to rope this in the game starts at 12 30 our pregame starts at 10 30 though what do you do with the pregame i get the games on the air you what know, running you? the board you mean yeah, he yeah. Does all that. yeah, yeah. i do all that can stuff. we I can't set you the board that from us no i gotta set the equipment up at the arena and I stuff do it to work early and get it done it is it will be but i gotta be there to run crying. It. Yeah, sit there. bring joe salzone with you i think he ed would rather have me, i think ed would rather have me getting the games on the air than ruining your show <laughs> <laughs> i think i think you're right about that no i think ed's very happy with how you do the show and we've got uh, danny shays booked for you on tuesday Danny uh, Shays, I'm out to, uh, you know, it was really weird. I've known Kiki Vandaway. Well, let's tell the story in a, in a minute. Let's go to break. We'll knock a break out real yeah. quick, and then we'll come back and I'll tell you what, what kind of lineup we're looking at for the two days that we'll be in Brooklyn for the ACC tournament. We'll be right back. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. Hey, now. And we're back. So... Uh, a couple of the guests that I'm working on uh, will be uh, doing our broadcast for two hours. Our ACC specials will be doing for two hours. We're going to be going Tuesday and Wednesday from the hotel. Is it the O? The One. The One. The One Hotel. Um, the O is a whole different thing. <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> the a special o, The Big O with the Big One. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think they do call it the O because because it, it, it could be. It's not a one like the number. It's one the word. I think so. Anyway. Um, so we're going to be at the one. We're in Brooklyn, close to the venue where they'll be playing the games, and uh, we'll be in the lobby. And I'm going to actually do the morning show with uh, Gomez and Lisa, and then uh, we'll be coming on doing ten to twelve. And we've got uh, a few people I'm out to, so I'm going to put the pressure on them right here. I'm out to Spike Lee to see if Spike will come down. Uh, I've spoken to Kiki Vandaway, um, president of operations for the NBA and legendary NBA basketball player and college basketball player. Kiki's an old friend of mine. So uh, I found out that even with a friend, I have to have permission from the NBA to mm-hmm. have him come on, on camera on I, a microphone. I think Kiki Vandaway is the one that drafted Carmelo Anthony to the Denver Nuggets. Uh, I, he would be. He yeah. was the GM at yeah. the time. Yeah. That's right. 
So uh, how'd that work out? Um, but, uh, but so good so they Kiki, get to the conference finals. Uh, we'll see. Uh, We'll see whether we can uh, twist the arm of my one of my brothers or, or a couple of them to come into the show. Very nice. It'd be funny to have Steven and Alec on at the same time. Oh, yeah, they, they butt heads? Oh, my God. Yeah, I could. Are you I serious? Got, I got Steven's a, a Trump lover. I got my, a feeling. My family's like that a lot, also. Is it rough to have them in the same room? No, no, but there's definitely different political uh, views very sharp and with oh, me this, and the rest of my family. I don't. Th- I think that they would maybe go at it. It would be that bad. Really? Yeah, lately, late, uh, lately, yeah, it's been a mess. Oh, wow. It's been a mess. Do they talk? Them. Family no, therapy? I, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they talk very much right now. Yeah, and I think it's kind of, you know, at the end of the day, I get that they're completely opposite of what their interests are politically and everything, but it's, for me, you're brothers. Yeah, you that know? shouldn't affect your family. Well, you know, if you use, I think what makes it more complicated is that it's a, it's a, celebrity family so you have some kind of influence and you get a platform to be able to speak your mind because of their last name um so you know when when you're you're preaching the exact opposite of each other uh it, it can be complicated but uh no i i, I don't let it uh is that a deuce no i was gonna deuce? ask you if either of your brothers ran for office would they hold their nose and vote for him no, Stephen would not vote for Alec, and, and Stephen will never run for office. It'll be Alec. That, I would uh, listen. That is insane. <laughs> I would not. I would not be surprised. I would not be shocked if Alec ran for a major office in two thousand and twenty. I'd like it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised at all. So you know, to have uh, he said a great thing on Twitter. He said, "Can you imagine?" how funny the debates would be if I had to debate Donald Trump. That'd be hilarious. Because he would do Trump to Trump, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I said, my return was, can you imagine how much money I would make doing you on Saturday Night Live? (laughs) Yes! (laughs) You'd be set! I would be up there talking to everyone and telling them why. (laughs) No, that would be, it would be awesome. So So I have a, want to play a little game real quick? Let's play a game. What what room do you think the great one's putting you guys in at this hotel? Because I'm looking at the prices right now. Uh, you know, I, do, I gotta say, I don't think I'm getting anything, uh, I'm getting a regular room. Let me tell you what happened yesterday. Okay. So, Katie, uh, who is at her desk, and it's right next to my desk, <laughs> and now, now I have taken, you know, uh, cleaning fluid, Windex, cleaned my station, you know, and, and I had to spend literally an hour taking five-year-old tape off the, sure, off yeah. the window between my station and, and the one on the other side, and I got it all cleaned. Then I went and spent... Three hundred dollars at uh, uh, Walmart mm-hmm. on sticky ch- uh, cork board and and the whiteboard. I bought uh, my own printer so mm-hmm. I could print from my phone. All the pens, the file holders, the files. Cleaned everything out of the crap that was in this thing and put all stapler, you know, tape, uh, tape gun, you know, the whole bit. So I've been on my station, my computer. I, I've got a, a, you know, the line hooked up, the box in the back that allows things to. Uh, what do they call that box? Surge you, protector. Surge yeah. protector. Got got my own surge protector. The whole bit. And Katie leans over and she says, "Hey, uh, don't shoot the messenger." Um, but um, Steve wants to know if you can move. And I looked at her like thinking it was a joke, and I went. No, I just spent three days cleaning this up and buying supplies. So I didn't ask for any reimbursement. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's my stuff. Yeah, they got a new girl coming in, and um, yeah, they they would they would like you to move. <laughs> I got to tell you, I had my one incident with you where yeah. I, I I wanted to scream at somebody. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, what? So I just took all my stuff and I put it in my car. <laughs> so now you're living out of your car. Dude? I'm living out of my car. So uh, I, I would not be shocked if I'm you know if if I'm in a closet 
you know, right now. You I'm don't gonna, plan on being in the 2,000 square foot river house room, which is no. averaging about $5,300 a night? No. No, I don't think, I think I'm going to be in a plain Jane uh, room. The Dumbo I, King, if you will. That's what I was in last year. 300 square feet. That's what I was in the Dumbo King last year. So that tells me that if I'm less than Dumbo King, that I'm not. I'm not going to be in much. Seth's coming I, in. I don't. I don't. I think dumb, less than I, Dumbo King is a. I think it's a storage closet. I, right. that, yeah. well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm in storage closet. I will closet. tell you this: last year, I sat in the dark at the ACC tournament in this hotel because I could not figure out how to turn the lights on. <laughs> Everything is run off of an iPad on the wall, and yeah. I could not figure it out to save my life. I like that. What do you got? Since I have you an addition to in? your uh, your desk story. I was asked by somebody yesterday if you were fired because they saw you clean out your desk. <laughs> Yeah. And walk out yeah. with well, their I boxes. called them. I, I'm because my my students are there on the on the ground level, and I see Daniel Baldwin walking by with a box of his belongings, <laughs> and I go, "What the hell's going on out here?" So I text him. I go, "I just saw you walk by with a box of your stuff. Is everything okay?" And then I called him. And he told me what was going on. This so. person yeah. was like, "Is he on the radio today?" I was like, "No." And she goes, "Oh." And I was like, "No, there's a basketball game." Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know. But well, another thing that's funny about this is is you'll get that. So Steve didn't come to me himself. He he sends Katie to do his dirty work. Then comes to me and tells me, "Hey, it would be really good if you show up at this thing on Sunday. <laughs> it's the hardwood class." Bar. And I'm like, "You got no problem asking me that? You just booted me out of my cubicle." <laughs> what's what's up with that? From the Hollywood Hills you to know, a cubicle. You know what, man? I, I'm not not even a cubicle. <laughs> not e- and you couldn't even have a cubicle. Not even anymore. a cubicle. Wow. Seth has a cubicle. <laughs> he does. Seth has a cubicle. I don't have a cubicle. Come hang in the dirtbag office with us. Just no, you know what there. I'm going to do, man? What? I'm telling you what I'm going to do. Here's my plan. So upstairs from Galaxy Communications is a, one giant office and then another uh, office. And I, and I was hint, hint, hinting at the great one that we could use that office mm-hmm. to do things out of. And so he hasn't decided. He has a, I'm just going to go rent it. I'll pay for it myself. Wow, big time. I'm just going to go up there. Nice. I'm going to big dog them all now. Big build a little Daniel Ball in the studio I, up I there. Have, you know, a little love trap. Have Robin up there with the door that locks with <laughs> curtains. Uh, take Ooh. it easy, Letterman. Sky. <laughs> <laughs> that is a deep, deep reference. You got I know the wow. Letterman you gotta story. go strong. You know, I did his show. It was the most bizarre, the b- most bizarre interview I ever did. And I, I've done the Tonight Show many times and Conan, all the big shows. And but I did his once, and I would never do it again for what he did to me. So at the time when I when I did his show, I had just gotten in a brawl. Uh, with six cops at the Plaza Hotel, and it was bad. I knocked two guys out. They did a Rodney King number on me. I got arrested, all kinds of stuff. This is obviously before I got sober. This was really what kind of propelled me uh, you know, to take a look at myself and yeah. realize that I had a problem. Um, it was quite obvious before that, but it took getting a Mexican hat dance on my head. <laughs> uh, you know, so... So um, I, I'm doing my first publicity. I, I was doing. A, I did John Carpenter's uh, Vampires. No, it wasn't Vampires. What was it? I had something coming out. I can't can't remember what it was. But I had to go promote it. So they said to me, uh, "No, it was Vampires." Because James Woods was because uh, he was a bigger name actor than me. He had the option to do the West Coast publicity, mm-hmm. and I, and I would take the one he didn't want to do. So he didn't want to go to New York. He lives in L.A. James decided to do. Jay Leno and that whole tour and that's yeah. it. So I had to come out here and do Regis and Kathy Lee, Howard Stern, yeah. and end up doing with uh, David. So they come up to me. Now, I I couldn't decide whether this was a stroke of genius, that, what they said to me, or not. So I did the pre-interview. I talked about the arrest at the plaza and blah, and they come up to me, the producer, and says, right before I'm about to go on, I'm standing in the wing, and they said, look, 
David has decided he doesn't want to talk about you know your arrest. He decided he wants to talk about like the Baldwin family, mm-hmm. and he wants to talk about this movie that you have, and blah blah blah. I said I'm okay with talking about it. And he goes, No, no, no. He's decided he absolutely does not want to talk about it. I said, Okay, well that's up to him. That's sure. cool. You know, sure. let people see that I'm healthy anyway. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to get fired up. It's the first time I'm doing Letterman, and she puts her hand on my shoulder and she said, And by the way, whatever you do. Do not touch David's neck. Do not touch his head. Don't touch anything on his shoulder. Don't touch anywhere near his neck. She repeats neck. And I'm looking at her and I'm thinking, why would I touch his neck? Like, what are you talking? And I remember I had like 30 more seconds. All I could think about was, I want to grab his neck now. I need to. I want to just hand up his arm a little bit and touch his neck to see what he does. So... I, I get out and, and, and what I why I thought it might be a stroke of genius was because was that something just to distract my fear? Because I was nervous. I yeah, mean, yeah, anyone yeah. going out doing the great David Letterman show the first time, you're going to be a little nervous. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about this the entire time I get out there. Then I sit down with him, and he tries to sandbag me. The first thing out of his mouth is, so hey, what the hell happened at the Plaza Hotel? I mean, you're knocking out cops. You're both. Yeah. And he puts me on the spot after they gave me a false sense of security that they weren't going to talk about mm-hmm. this. And he bombs. And I thought, you know what? So I didn't even look at him. I looked right at the audience. And I said, I did it. I hurt my career. I hurt my family. It was a stupid thing to do. I was getting high. And you know what? I'm sober now, 90-something days, and I'm mm-hmm. doing the best I can. And the audience stood up. And cheered for me. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, we'll be right back after this break. And I turned around and looked at him. I said, don't ever F with me, man. You think that you're going to get over on me? And I, I like, got in his face a little bit. So he and I did not talk at all right. because he tried to sandbag me. But I, but what was really cool um, about my, my experience with him was the noises that he was making. He made these very strange noises. So I'm sitting across from him and we're being silent because he tried to get me. And I told him, you know. You're messing with the wrong guy. I yeah, will yeah. come right after you. Yeah. And he turned around. And he was going <clears throat> like like almost a Tourette like sound, like a tick kind, of like a yeah. But like I don't know. At first, I thought there was kind of I kind of looked over at me <clears throat> like these weird like, like <laughs> and he did it the entire break. Like every five ten seconds, he made this like not really loud, not but this kind of little. Ticky noise. Yeah. And I remember again, is this guy a genius? He's trying to bring me back and calm me down by or is he got like a tick? Yeah. So so yeah, my whole David Letterman experience was terrible. I, I, I was asked multiple times to come back and do the show. I never did it again. I was a Jay Leno guy and a and a West Coast guy and I continued to do Conan and that stuff, but mm. uh, that's my experience over there. Mm. And now that I bored the crap out of you with that, no, stuff, I love it, dude. I love it. that. Um, let's go to break. Let's come back. And I hear we have some text. We have questions. a text. I have a text, and we've got to sew up. But I've got a text that is completely out of nowhere. Um, it's a question about you and cooking. Of all the questions here on the Daniel Baller oh, Show. Oh, well, then I might have to tell you something about my career. You may not know them. Oh, I look forward to this. All mm. right. Busy Friday. Let's come back. Uh-huh. CSPN Radio Syracuse. <laughs> this is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. Mm. Hey, now. We're back. At a triple point. And so if I want to get this, Pauly, out to my brother and put it on Twitter... Should I send the email version that has the whole thing? I should do that, right? Uh, I would just send him the tweet from the radio station so he can retweet it. You think so? And not not do like a... Uh, um, like I got... Because on on um, this one... Oh, yeah, you can send him that, too. He could tweet that out, too. Yeah, he can tweet that yeah, out, right? This is, 
Oh, no, it's playing now. It's terrible. Can't shut it up. Grandpa can't figure out technology. Grandpa can't figure out anything. So tell me this question we have, this this uh, this uh, you guys, uh, text question. Texts are always welcome. We love hearing from you here on the Daniel Baldwin Show. 315-288-0644. And uh, this one, little uh, out of left field, but I think it's a question that you will, you will enjoy. I'm in. I have a question for Mr. Baldwin. It doesn't pertain to sports, but I've heard he's an amazing chef. I'm a stay-at-home dad for reasons out of my control, but I take pride in what I do. A clean house and I raise my kids. My new passion is cooking. I've been looking into new cooking wear for a couple of months now. I don't have the most money, but I want a good set so I can make memorable meals for my family. Any recommendations he has as far as cooking and cooking wear would be welcome. Well, you know, are we talking about there's a lot of things to consider. How much shelf space do you have? The stuff that is covered for convenience with Teflon, I try to, or or any surface for that matter, I try to avoid because it does fracture and it does get in your food. There are carcinogens involved, so I don't. I go, believe it or not, with old school copper or brass. Um, I prefer a set of pans and, uh, and and boiling pots and so on that match, and I like to hang them um, in my kitchen above my head um, so I can constantly see them and have easy, easy access to them, although I do not have that system in my farmhouse right now because my wife does not like them out, and I have, uh. and I have you know, $5,000 set, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that I got when I was in France, and um, so, and she doesn't want them out, but... Uh, um, uh, I, I think that's a great thing. Remember something, um, uh, simplicity when you're cooking food is the best possible thing. Besides um, uh, French cooking food, the French, uh, the French sorry, are, uh, <laughs> are famous. I muted myself. Yeah. I'm, ma- I'm master muting. Um, <laughs> the French were famous for their sauces, and there's a, an actual reason for that. Are you familiar with this? No, but I know that you're well versed in the French cuisine. Paulie, why are the French famous for their thick, creamy sauces? Uh, I don't know, but I've seen a few websites that can help me. All right. The fact of the matter is that the French are famous for these daunting, thick sauces because when the Germans occupied France, they took over the flow of most of the finer meats. So the French that still had access to getting any meat at all were getting meat that was spoiled or rancid. So in order to be able to consume it, they had to come up with thick, tasty sauces that could mask the fact that the meat was bad. Yeah. And so this is where these thick sauces came from and why you will find no cooking more prevalent with the term saucier than somebody who is a chef in France. Um, my skill set is much more catered towards being a saucier. That's how I was trained, although I went on to learn much more about chefing. And my, my hint that I would give anyone out there um, about cooking is keep it very simple mm-hmm. and use flavors that you like um, you know, and you also don't want to put so much seasoning or so much of anything on something that you no longer taste at least some part of the natural flavor of whatever it is you're cooking. That includes vegetables. And this moment has been brought to you by Chef Baldwini. Well, Chef Baldwini is is world renowned, and you cooked for the great Jim Kelly, who unfortunately is under the weather again. You know. I got to say, the news came out um, about Jim and that they've uh, detected the cancer is back in his mouth right now. You know, this family, uh, he has done so much for upstate New York and particularly Buffalo where he played. And, you know, we call it Kelly Tough. 
Uh, I know we're all going to rally and do anything we can um, to support Jim. And right now, I think the best thing for all of us to do is to pray. But, you know, he's come out the other side of a really, really bad battle to the point where we thought we were going to lose him. Yeah. You know, so uh, I remember how um, upset I was when he didn't come to his own golf tournament that one year, a few years ago. I knew he was probably, you know, not doing well because he's the kind of guy that would get up off the off his uh a sick bed and show up. So mm-hmm. he must not have been able to come for him not to come. So now he's back and around and, and we hear that, I don't know what this means. I'm not sure how I know that uh, his wife has sent the word out that right now they're going through the process that there might be chemo radiation and or both. Uh, uh, but you know, my, my, my heart goes out to him. He's a tough guy. And if there's anyone that's going to go another round with this and win, it's for sure. Jim Kelly. So Jim, Uh, And anybody out here uh, that's listening that knows Jim and knows me, you know how much I love you and I'm here for you and I'm here to support you and your family. So our prayers are out to you. I'm thinking about you and I'm always just a phone call away. I would drive right up to do anything for my friend Jim Kelly. Thoughts with Jim Kelly for sure. Let's hit our last break. Come back to a so what with the wonderful Pauly Sibilia and get ready to wrap (laughs) up a Friday show here on ESPN Radio Syracuse. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. Hey now, and we're back. And we're going to a round of So What? So What? Oh, <laughs> he's got his own jingle now. He's got his I'm own jingle. Do you like that? Oh, I love it. I tried to make <laughs> I tried to make that his text tone when he texted me. I wanted that to play every time, but it got really annoying really fast. Well, I go over on the when I'm on the 49 getting home. There's like a little marina, and there's a nice and easy, and then this little marina, and then there's like a little creek, yeah. and it's called like the Scriba Creek. But every time Scriba I see Creek, Scriba yeah. Creek, yeah. every time I see it, I think of Paulie because it's Sibilia Creek, right? Sibilia Creek. It is. It's Sibilia Creek. Yeah. Cavaliers guard J.R. Smith earned a one-game suspension from the team Thursday for throwing a bowl of soup at assistant coach Damon Jones. Yeah. That's what, what's uh, what's his nuts. The Candyman up here brought it up during the Sports Center. That's... Hey Wang, it's a parking lot. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did he say you get a free bowl of soup? Yeah. That? <laughs> yeah. Looks hey, good on a... you, though. Yeah. Oh, but it looks good on you. Right. <laughs> so, how does hey, that happen? Yeah. How do you get away with doing? I mean, have you ever been throw a bowl of soup mad at somebody? Well, I'm picturing if it's not vichyssoise, then it's it's hot soup. Yeah, right? it's hot soup. So he threw hot soup on a. What did the coach do? I mean, I want to hear. Suspended him. Got wet. No, what did he do? That he didn't just walk by and dump it on him like a gag. He said something. He did something that caused this player to go to that level. The guy, you know, I I want to know the whole story. Blow on your soup before you eat it, you wuss. Nor- that yeah. was it. Normally, that was when it. I'm eating soup, I'm pretty content. You gotta, you gotta really rent me up. Yeah, man. you I'm gotta rent me up to throw that at a coach. <laughs> I say, uh, I, 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 the jury's out on this. I'm not going to say so what yet. I want to hear why he threw the soup. I would agree, Mr. Baldwin. I'd like to see Harry both sides. Yeah. Steph Curry broke the window in his hotel room the other night practicing his golf swing. <laughs> now, did you see the? I, I, he, I, I pulled this article down. There's glass shattered yeah, all everywhere. Over. Right, he destroyed that. Room. So, did he do it with the club that he swing, or did he yes. hit a ball? No, I think he was practicing it on the backswing. Hit it. How much does a hotel room cost if you destroy it? Well, if you're Steph Curry, well, that's one yeah, of those I, high yeah, well, end. You're, asking, you're asking the right guy. That. <laughs> I know, that's why I was asking the expert. Uh, you know, I, I've gotten it down to. I was in there so long, I started breaking up furniture and putting it in the fireplace. Oh wow! Yeah, I've, I've, I've had. Well, that's where Larry Dickman. 
a.k.a. we, we called uh, Joe Salzone, Larry Dickman. That comes from Larry Dickman is responsible for destroying 50 hotel rooms because <laughs> would, I would do the story and I'd yeah. come and I'd register in the room as Larry Dickman all the way back to when we were in college. And we'd go out of town, rent a hotel room, and slowly the cars would come creeping up and we'd put, you know, 40 guys in a hotel room with girls and just, just annihilate the room. Yeah. I mean, we did terrible things. As a matter of fact, in my dorm, we turned around, we got a Sawzall, and we decided that it would be better to put the four, the two guys in each room, and the rooms were not too big, so sure. you couldn't really have a living room. Yeah. So we hung a flag on both sides of the wall and Sawzalled the concrete and put an entry into the other room. <laughs> yeah, that makes and we sense. put all four beds yeah. into one room and made the other one the bachelor pad living room. So if you were on a date or something was going to happen, you know, we had a signal that we would hang something from the flag that said, don't come in the room. Yeah. Which, of course, it didn't matter. Yeah, man, You'd yeah, walk yeah. in the middle of, you know, Joe and, and Amy, yeah. like, wild at it. You know, hey, man, is there any peanut butter in here? Yeah. I'm sorry. And off the air, have Paulie tell you his story of getting walked in on by the RA once at college. Why do we got to go off the air on every Paulie story? Well, I don't know. Can you tell it? <laughs> Are you afraid we're going to say so what? No, I just felt two hands on my butt while, I was, while he was going at it. Started speeding it up. <laughs> so the battery just comes in and starts speeding it up. And that girl was like, Paulie's the greatest yeah, ever. Exactly. It was like as if he had a power pump attached I've never, to him. I've never been made love to like that. Fifty. Speaking of uh, that, 56 years ago today, Will Chamberlain scored 100 points in a game. <laughs> A hundred pumps in a game? <laughs> wow. That's a long way to go for Wilt. Uh, I think that's pretty significant. I think it's the only time it's ever been done. And I think that was a, you know, that famous picture of him holding up the sign that says hundred on it. And, uh, he was the most dominant force in the game at the time when he played. And Nobody will ever do that again, right? No, because no, he was doing it against all White guys. guys. <laughs> yeah, like a bunch of, uh, yeah. Well, didn't, he, didn't uh, um, Kobe score 80? Somewhere close yeah. to it. No, I think he yeah. scored 80 one game. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be playing some real crappy team to be, to do that. In general, like that's Globetrotters, Washington Generals type numbers right there. Josh will like this story. Don Gorski <laughs> is on pace to eat thirty thousand McDonald's Big Macs. He was recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records in two thousand sixteen. At that point, he had eight uh, twenty eight thousand seven hundred and eighty eight. If he eats uh, fourteen more this month, he will hit. 30,000 for this his is lifetime. lifetime? Yes, or do you knock these back in a lifetime. week? <laughs> he eats 14 a week, buys them in bulk beforehand, puts them in the fridge, microwaves them at home, oh. and he eats them. Well, yeah. now, uh, uh, has anyone seen Supersize Me here? I have. And I, I mean, there's like different debates. Like what he did, it was like a natural, like not the way to eat it. And it's been debunked. Like yeah. there's parts of it that But when you're getting debunked. up to 30,000, 14 a week, you're With in that category. Any food. Right. With any food, that's right. you can't. Well, no, I do think that. you can eat. I think you can eat thirty thousand cucumbers and, and not probably, worry. Yeah, about yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> right. so, so hang on a second, because yeah, yeah, right, there's yeah. a lot of vegetarians that would <laughs> that would argue that point with you. I guess if I had uh, a bag of carrots today, I wouldn't be like, yeah, this, yeah, sure. yeah. You'd have really great vision. Your yeah. skin would look a little orange, but you wouldn't be dying. Yeah, um, thirty thousand. Do we know how how long a period it was that he did this in? Um, and why? No, I don't know how old he is. I got to look him up now. Well, how well, you're asking why? too many questions. Well, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> why? You're asking. Yeah, what was the reason? He, like, it, just to it's break his a favorite record? food. Okay, so he, he said he would eat them anyways. He's yeah, 64. He oh, he's 64. But is he been Look doing at this? this guy? He looks like. <laughs> Let's take a look at this guy's picture. <laughs> he looks, looks like uh, 
Captain Kangaroo. Yeah, he, he looks like he does. He, he looks really, like the guy who played Captain Kangaroo. What is going on? He does he's look ex- like Captain Kangaroo. He is exactly. It is Captain Kangaroo. He's ninety four. Uh, uh, no, I, but I want to know. It's interesting. Did he did he start doing this ten years ago? And he does. Well, let's do the math. If he did fourteen a week for ten days, yeah, that'd be one hundred and forty. That would be three hundred four twenty a month. Four twenty a month for. 10 months. He started May 17th, 1972. Yeah, I was going to say. He's so 45 <laughs> years ago. And he's not that 46. fat. 46, yeah. He's not, he's rather, he's a normal shape, I guess. No, he, he doesn't look like he's, uh, then again, you know, he, he could be, uh, I don't even want to speculate what he's doing. I don't want to speculate. I can't imagine what his bathroom looks like. Now, All right. th- now, would it cross him up to throw a quarter pounder in there? Would it just <laughs> screw everything up? It'll, yeah, he couldn't handle it. He couldn't. All right, uh, no show Monday. Daniel Baldwin, Pauly, live from the ACC. I'll be here as well, and whoever other guests we can get. That's right, starting Tuesday. <laughs> live from the ACC tournament, 10 to noon on Tuesday, of course. Brent Axe is up next. This has been ESPN Radio Syracuse. <laughs> I want that to be my ringtone. <laughs>